You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I am your host, Stephanie O'Day. We are on episode number 51, and we are talking today about making and keeping adult friendships. And this is right on the heels of the last episode when we were talking about toxic people and toxic behaviors and trying to create boundaries and maybe cull and purge some people in your life um, or people who exhibit behavior that you're not <laughs> all that impressed with. But what do you do if you're lonely? What if you do if you are looking for more friends or trying to add more people into your life or maybe cultivating the relationships and the friendships that you do have and you want more or you want um, to kind of nurture and sort of fan those flames of the friendships and the relationships and the acquaintances that you have. And um, that, that episode of, of the toxic um, people and, and how to handle them, that episode has been downloaded quite a bit and I've gotten an awful lot of feedback about it. So it definitely hit a nerve. So if you haven't listened to that episode, um, I encourage you to do so. Um, and then let's sort of dive into what friendships as an adult mean. And um, I think we can agree that in general, humans are sort of pack animals and and we thrive when we work together as part of a community and um, there's different levels of friendship and, and acquaintances and families in your life and it feels better in your body and in your brain when you think and, and feel that you have enough and that your needs are met and that you don't feel lonely and you don't feel isolated. On the flip side, not everybody is wired exactly the same. So if you feel like you don't need friends and you don't need other humans and you're perfectly a-okay with the way your life is going and the way your trajectory is going and you've mapped out your long-term plan and your GPS and you're doing what needs to happen and you feel fully fulfilled with the relationship you have with yourself and, and society at large and you do not feel the need in any way for anything more, then that's great. Give yourself all the gold stars. You, you do not need anything. If you are happy and fulfilled and at peace and tranquil and, and you like how all is going, then, then you do not need to feel in any way 
like there's something wrong or something's missing. Um, you absolutely do you. These are the people, this, this episode in, in particular of cultivating and, and maintaining and finding adult friendships are, are for the people who are still seeking and still looking and still wondering and still wishing and, um, and feel wistful. Um, so I've got a few different questions that came in and I'm going to read them to you. But I, I wanted to point out that if you haven't taken the time to go through the modules in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, I highly recommend it. That is the, the self-guided course that I have and it's, it's self-coaching at its finest. And, the, and there's five different components of the Peace Pyramid. And the subtitle, it's Life and Time Management. Um, originally, it was Life and Time Management for busy moms. And then we sort of morphed it into just sort of human <laughs> life and time management. But the way the Peace Pyramid works is the bottom is composed of time management, health, and finances. And you have to have those things in order. Uh, you, you, it, like, it's just a given. <laughs> You're not going to feel calm. You're not going to feel at peace. You're not going to feel as if you are in control. If your time management is chaotic, if you don't have a good rein in on your finances, or if your health is out of whack, that is just a fact. And um, you really do need those pieces in check. And so in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, we take time to map out where it is you're going and and figure out, obviously, where you are now and where it is you want to go and then um, make the steps and make the changes and start the habits um, and do the things in order to get where you want to go with your time management, health, and finances. And then the next level is organization. And for a lot of us, it's household organization and and feeling like a quote-unquote organized human. Like, you know where all of the things are. You know where all of the things, where, what you need to do on a, on a given day. Um, and then right next to that, in that level in the pyramid, is relationships. And in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, we talk about five types of relationships and the the most important relationship you will ever, 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 ever have is the relationship with yourself. So that is number one. And then the second one is the relationship you have with your spouse or whomever your emotional support person is. So if, if you are, are not coupled up, that is a-okay, but you do need to have someone, some key individual in your life who you can share all, all of your thoughts with, um, your political views, your religious views. You can be exactly who you are with, with no filter. So for many people, that is um, their significant other. But if that is not your particular life situation, then it's an emotional support person. Um, the next level is the next um, step. There's five. The next relationship you have is the relationship you have with your children. If you do not have kids, that is a-okay. So um, you don't need to necessarily fill that void, but it, it's just another relationship, another part 
of who you are. So it's yourself, your emotional support person or your spouse, your children. And the next key relationship you have in your life is that of your parents and, and who you came from. And, um, if your parents have passed away, you still have a relationship with them in some way. And, and you may need to heal some of that and you may need to, um, sort of pay attention to the thoughts and the feelings and the and and how it is that you interact with your parents and for a lot of us if if parents are still in your life you're still somehow interacting with them and then the the fifth component is your acquaintances and your friends and friends are are down with acquaintances in that they don't necessarily need to be someone you fully confide in, that you know every little bitty thing about all of their being and and all of their things. So you can have a perfectly wonderful, healthy friendship with someone that you actually don't even know their birthday and and you don't even know um, the names of all of their children, but you are getting all of your social needs met. So if you have a lot of friends that you classify friends, but really they're more, they're higher up and and you're actually using them as an emotional support person and you know all of the ins and outs and all of the things that are happening in their life and you're trying to manage supporting them and all of their emotional needs and you are using them to help support you and all of your emotional needs. After a while, it might be kind of draining. And and so just pay attention to that, that you can absolutely get your needs met (laughs) in kind of a social interaction way with not a huge group that knows all of the ins and the outs and the in-betweens that's happening in all of your lives. That That is A-okay. Okay, so I've gotten a few different questions, and I'm just going to read through them, and then I'll answer them a bit all together. So hi, Steph. Thanks for the last episode, and, and this person is talking about that last episode where we talked about toxic people. It gave me a lot of food for thought. Question. What do you do when you've gotten rid of the people and are starting over and you feel lonely? So that's another one. And then this one came in. I feel like I can't relate to people with big groups of friends that go out all the time. It's literally all I can do to keep up with my kids and their activities. And all I want to do on the weekends is hang out with my own husband and family. Who are these people who have such large friend groups and see them so often? Okay, and then one more. Hi, Steph. I have to move a lot for my husband's work, and right now, excuse me, and right when I feel like I'm finally connecting with some women in my neighborhood, we have to move again. So yes, we connect online and FaceTime each other and text, but it's not the same as having a close friend I can count on. Okay, so so let's take a deep breath and, and realize that In real life, there's ups and downs and in-betweens and all around, and you are not a spreadsheet. And and what you need and the friends you lean on um, 
in your teen years, in your early 20s, in your early 30s, and when you're starting out having family, and, and then where you are um, as you age and as you move on are, are not the same. And it's a-okay to have friends come and go and, and ebb and flow and all of that things, all of those things. You do not need to always keep up with um, the different people come in and out of your life. And, and, and that is okay. And that is nothing to feel bad about or, or guilty about. I remember once I had gone to a business convention and the woman on stage was talking about, um, you have friends for a reason and friends for a season. And then sometimes you have situational friends. And as long as you feel fulfilled and your social needs are met, then, then that's a okay. Um, and I always sort of remember the Girl Scout song that I was taught with make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other's gold. And, and that feels good to me also to try and remember. And I think when we're growing up, it's very common, especially um, for girls um, and, and women to have a quote unquote best friend and, and someone that you confide in and share all your secrets with. And, and um, I, I vividly remember some, some key best friends that I had through, through life. And, and then when I met Adam, um, my now husband, he turned into my best friend. And those relationships that I had with the other girls in my life were now not needed in the same way. So you're still friendly and you're still doing things, but um, the emotional support person, the, the confident, all of that wasn't needed in the same way. And so that shifted. And, and that is okay and, and perfectly normal and, um, and, and not something to, to feel upset about. Um, I am going to use myself <laughs> as an example because I, I think I've joked around with you before that I have um, quite a few different gens in my life, and and I do, and and they're all we have different friendships with with my gen friends, um, and and that is is just fine. So every morning I I uh, on my walk with Sheldon and um, and Jen my my. I'm not going to give any last names. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny because in, in our house, they all have different last names or, or different monikers to keep them um, separate in my brain and in my family's name. But we talk on the phone while I walk Sheldon and she's driving to work. And I've gotten a few emails about that and people asking, well, how did you find that Jen in your life? And And I wish I had someone like that, that I could talk to and that kind of stuff. Um, I will share that while I know an awful lot about Jen and we've been friends for, I don't know, a good 25 years, um, she isn't what I would consider my emotional support person. That is Adam. Um, I love talking to her. I, I, we, we talk every morning. I think the last time I actually saw her in real life 
Okay, so I'm recording this in September. Did we see each other throughout the summer? So we were both off work. We could have. I think maybe we saw each other once. I think we went for a walk and we got a pedicure together. So Jen, if you're if you end up listening to this, correct me if I'm wrong. And and we and we joke about it like, "Oh gosh, I haven't seen you forever. Oh, we should get up, go out or oh, we should go get coffee or oh, we should do things." But that's not what our relationship is. Our relationship is talking on the phone for about 20 minutes once a day. And and it's fine. And and yes, I happen to remember her birthday and um I don't remember her husband's birthday. <laughs> And I, I vaguely remember the boys' birthdays, and they just had bar mitzvahs, so so we went to that. But there's not this obligation where I need to plan an elaborate gift in some way or pay attention and make sure that I text immediately when it's her kids' birthdays and that kind of stuff. Yes, we've been friends for a good 25 years, but that is not the expectation to know all of the ins and the outs and everything that's happening in her life and and be that emotional support person to her. We we are perfectly fine. And, and during the summer months, what's really funny is because we both work in a school, we stopped talking. And, and, and we didn't stop talking because we didn't want to talk to each other. It was neither of us were really awake and, and, and going out and about and doing things at 7.15 or 7.30 in the morning. And yet, once school started again, we picked right back up with with no guilt and and no apologies and, and no feeling bad in any way. And and that is great and wonderful. And then I uh I've got an, another friend, and we send each other bathroom. Her name is Jen too. We send each other bathroom selfies when we happen to be in public restrooms just for fun and just as a way to um, keep up with each other. And at the time when our kids were young and, and we were walking, but we happened to be walking back and forth to school together, we spent a lot of time together. And she was absolutely someone that I leaned on and we leaned on each other to help pick each other's kids up and, and do those kind of things. And it was fantastic and wonderful. And um, it was a period of time because our kids were of the same age and we leaned on each other and relied on each other. And and I'll give you I'll give you a story. I'll give you a story of exactly how lovely and wonderful it was that we sort of were in the same pocket of time at, together. And our kids were the same age, and we were both driving minivans, and um, we both still have our minivans. Love my minivan. Um, I needed her, and there were times where she needed me, and we would just drop everything to go help each other out. And chances are, in your own life, you will find these people, and you may not have them for your whole lives. You may have them for um, three years, five years, seven years, and and that's okay. That is absolutely okay. And and these are kind of, they're not necessarily situational friends, but we were living the same life experience at the exact same time. And so because of that, we related to each other in a great way. 
does that mean we talked about religion and politics and finances and all of the things that um, I would talk to Adam about or a very, very super close uh, spouse or, or significant other? No, we, we, we were just friends. <laughs> it, it, I wasn't relying on her to meet all of my emotional needs nor vice versa. That said, there there was a morning and I was driving and I had all three of my kids in the car and I picked my grandma up and we were in the car and it was early. It was and it was summer, so it was like 7:30, 7:45ish in the morning and we were going to check on my parents' house. Well, we pull into the driveway and I realized that the the garage door was open and my parents' car was gone. And, and I realized, huh, they had been robbed. And, um, so grandma was in the car, all three of my kids were in the car. And so I didn't want to go into the house. So I turned the car around and drove to a park around the corner and I was trying to process and I knew I needed to call the police. So called the police, told the police, um, what had happened. The police were going to go check on the house and then meet me in the park. But I knew it wasn't safe for my kids to go into that house. So <laughs> I, I called my friend Jen at, uh, I don't know, early in the morning in the summer, and she answered right away because there's no reason for me to have called that early in the morning. And all in one breath, I said, Hi, I need you to come with the van with the car seats and meet me at the corner of blah, 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 at this park. My parents' house has been robbed. I have grandma in the car. You need to take my kids home with you so then I can go back and meet the police at the house. And then there was this pause. And she goes, okay, got it. And so we're, I'm waiting. And then five, seven minutes later, Jen pulls up in her pajamas, opens the, the side door of her minivan. I open the side door of my minivan. And my kids call, crawl through into hers. She waves and goes, Gotcha. Love you. See you later. And she drives off. So, so that is amazing and wonderful and so fulfilling and so gratifying. And, and you can have this sort of relationship in that if you know that your kids and this other person's kids are the same age of, of striking up a relationship and, and meeting for coffee and like, hey, I'm walking this way and hey, I'm going to Safeway right now or I'm going to Trader Joe's. What can I get you? And, and you can have and do those things, but not feel as if you need to have super close and insanely personal relationships and friendships. And I think that happens. And I think people feel like they don't have enough friends or, or they don't have something because honestly, because of television. So, I mean, if we, if we, you grew up watching Oprah and Oprah would talk about Gail and, and maybe sometimes you would feel like, oh, I don't have a Gail in my life and I wish I had a Gail and it's not fair. And, and I want a best friend and I want something, somebody that I do everything with. So you can have that thought or you can have the thought of looking around in your own social circle in realizing that maybe all of your needs are being met and, and maybe you actually do 
have someone, and it could be your spouse, it could be your significant other, it, it could be someone where where you actually can be full-fledged yourself and, and take take all of the walls down and be vulnerable and, and talk about the things that you're not supposed to talk about <laughs> in polite society and, and truly be you. And then also, if, if you are watching TV and you're watching Friends and Seinfeld and The Big Bang Theory, and if you're watching Hallmark movies and, and that, that, what's it called, Sweet Magnolias, where they have this group, this strong group of women and, and they meet often and they have all of these friends and you're feeling like you would like that or you're feeling less than because you don't have that, just, just realize that it's so much easier for Hollywood <laughs> to write these characters and, and follow them around um, and, and then it is to put a camera and, and see a, a, a very healthy relationship and a very healthy marriage where it's just you hanging out on the couch with your kids, watching TV, watching these other people live these quote unquote glamorous life, like sex in the city, like that kind of stuff. That's not real. And, and that is okay. So if you really are feeling lonely and you really feel like you don't have enough casual acquaintances and, and friends that you can go just hang with, then um, I suggest getting out of the house, maybe joining a class, um, joining a gym, um, finding a book club through your library, joining a knitting circle or, or something. There are people out there and you can have fun <laughs> with them and, and joke around with and, and maybe only see them once a week, but you pick up right where you left off and you don't need to know their birthdays. You don't need to know their astrological sign or who they voted for in the last election in order to click. It, it is okay to have many, many people in your life that you actually really don't know an awful lot about but you just have fun with and you, and you just can hang out with and joke around with. Um, I think I've mentioned this before that uh, with Sheldon the dog, I, I like to go to the dog park and there's dog park friends. And I love talking to these dog park friends. I don't even know their first name, but I joke around with them and I have fun with them and we have similar life experiences in that we're raising these dogs and our dogs all happen to be around the same age. But I only know the dogs' names. I don't know any of the humans' names. But I still am excited to see them. And I'm like, oh, it's Toby's dad or, or oh, it's Charlie's mom. Like, and that's fine. I, I, don't, I don't need that. And I am not of the mindset in that I feel like I'm missing out in any way. So we talk about mindset work a lot, but if you are of the mindset that you can't find friends or there's everybody's all friended up and there's no friends for me, that is, is, is just something that you're telling yourself and, and that you're believing and you can absolutely shift those thoughts to, I am fun. I, people like me. I, I can find people friends wherever 
I want. I absolutely can strike up a conversation in the grocery store and, and that's fun and that's exciting. And I can do these things. Okay. I hope that was helpful in, in some way. It, reach out to me. If, if you think I'm way off base, let me know. But part of living a slow life, part of slow living is just paying attention to where you are right now and, and slowing down and not feeling you don't have time for this or you don't have time for that. But, but taking a deep breath and, and connecting and really getting to know your wants and your needs and what you want out of this life. And then making a plan and, and slowly and thoughtfully going after it. If you feel like you aren't fulfilled with the friendships and the relationships you have in your life, then fix it. M make a plan. If you would like help with that, reach out to me. I'm happy to hop on the phone with you. Um, go through the exercises in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. There are times where you're, you're literally too busy <laughs> to, to do anything because you've got babies in the house and toddlers and you're in the midst of all of those things. And sometimes it can feel insanely isolating and you feel like you're alone. But my goodness gracious, you most certainly are not. And there are people out there going through the exact same thing all over the place. And, um, and if, if you're busy and, and you're stuck in the house because the, the kids are napping or, or you don't feel like you can go to the library or you can't meet people one-on-one -on -one in, in play groups or that type of thing, then, then find them online and, and just goof around. And, and you absolutely can have fulfilling relationships even if you're not seeing people each and every day or, or once a week even. So again, going back to my friend Jen that I talked to on the phone in the morning, I haven't seen her in real life for months and months. And, and that's okay. And, and we get our, our socialness out of our system and, and really do have a strong connection without going out for coffee once a week or, or going out for drinks or, or, or doing things because that's the phase of life that we're in. At some point, we all will be fully, fully retired and have the quote-unquote time to do these things. And But cultivate the relationships now so when you're at that time and you can take a 9 a.m. yoga class with a friend, you you have this friendship and you have this history together. Okay, as always, I think you are amazing and wonderful and lovely, and I am absolutely your friend. So you take care, and I will see you next time. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. 
Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.